to be inspired through authentic conversations that is sure to be on everyone's lips. Everyone to episode 12 of On Everyone's Lips. We are so happy you guys chose to listen to us. My name is Lindsay J. My name is Monique, aka Mo. And my name is Chelsea J, and we are the ladies of OEL. So the title of tonight's show is Let's Talk About Sex, Living with STDs. Um, tonight we have a special guest with us. Um, Lindsay will introduce our guest in a few moments, um, but right now I'm going to go ahead and read a description for the show. In this episode of OEL, we'll be chatting up with Belize Spivy, who is an STD life coach and author. We will speak with Belize and discuss her journey and experience with STDs, how to have the conversation about STDs when dating, and how to break certain stigmas around STDs. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some juicy conversation that is sure to be on everyone's lips. Yes, 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 y'all. So yes, um, so today we're talking with the special guest, STD Life Coach, Belize Spivey. Um, Spivey, I'm sorry. Um, she has served individuals living with herpes for over six years. She offers herpes education, psychological support, and four natural outbreak products. So, Belize, um, thank you so much for joining us today. We're so happy that we can have this real raw conversation with you. Um, it's not very often that we have these conversations, so I think this is going to be really, really good. Um, yes. to talk so, can you just give us a little background about your story um, and tell us about yourself? Because I know that you know you have an experience with STDs as well. So, can you just explain your story to our audience? Hey. hey! Welcome to the studio. I was like, I want to talk. Yeah, <laughs> we love your energy. We love it. We are happy to have you. Okay, so I'm super excited. Like the lady say, I'm Belize Spivey. I am known as the STD life coach or S sexual transmit disease. Because a lot of people are like, I know she ain't saying STDs. Yes, that's what I do. Um, I'm the only one you ever gonna find because I'm the one who created it. Um, I did that because after um, I ended up finding I had herpes 11 years ago, gentle herpes. So in the process of finding that out, I didn't have anybody to go to. At that time, it was only Black Planet. So, you know, that was about a decade ago. I ain't old. But, <laughs> you know, it sounds old. I'm only 32, but it sounds old, you know. Um, before, you know, Facebook, before everything was really popping, I didn't know where to go. I was in college at the time. I was going to Auburn University. I didn't know what to do. Uh, I just put my life, like my life was over. I was like, I'm a black girl. I'm at this predominantly white school. Hey, I made it. You know, that's how I feel. Uh, I made it. That was like my dream school. So I had to transfer in, but I was grateful that I was still able to go. So I was just super excited about it. It was a culture shock, but I was like, I'm here. I'm going to do well. I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity. But then this punched me in my face. So I was like, okay, so what am I going to do? I, I have to finish school, um, but I didn't know what to do. So I reached out to my friends and they was like girl you got this you're gonna be fine um my roommate the year before that when i was going to tuskegee found out she had hiv so i was like i had somebody i can go to um about living with something that you couldn't get rid of so i reached out to her she was a nurse she's a nurse now um but she was in nursing school so she was like girl yeah that's what it sounded like it was I'm like, oh, no. she was like just go go get tested and make sure fine you know what to do you watch me go through what i went through you can get through this it's hard but you can get through it 
So I went through the whole process, found out, confirmed that it was herpes after, because I had an outbreak at that current time, um, found out, and I kind of just froze for a while. I was just stuck. Like, I didn't know what to do. I was still doing my day-to-day. Y'all know all, all of us have stuff happen. And we stuck, but you still got to do your day-to-day. So I was stuck, but I didn't know what to do. Um, over time, um, I just started looking up stuff online. Like, just started looking stuff up. Um, and I only found one support group at that time. Mm. Nowhere else, I only could find one. Um, wow. Everything else was not working, or it was like nobody's doing anymore so it was support um groups.org which is a great because it got like a list of whatever you're going through in your life it's a group for it so i went in there and it was like ten thousand people at that time now it's like millions but then it was ten thousand people in the group and i was like finally i'm not alone um i'm not the only person who's going through this it was from different i mean teenagers all the way up so i was like okay i'm not crazy but in the midst of that i still didn't see black women I said, so I still feel like an outsider. Um, so this is not this is not fun because I still feel like I'm outside of the group. Like nobody understands. I'm a college student and I'm single. <laughs> I ain't married, never been married, ain't got no kids, I don't have nothing. But most people in the group was already halfway established or established. So I was like, okay, I still feel outside it. So in the midst of that, still the support was helpful. I still used it. But one day I stood in my dorm room. I was like, man, please, I ain't letting this stigma like bother me. I'm about to live my freaking life. Like, period. Um, so in that process, I made a lot of mistakes. I'm not going to act like I did it. I made a lot of mistakes, but I pushed on. And as I pushed on, I started helping other people in the group. I'm like, look, you need to stand up and say, let it, just freak it. Like, freak it. We're not going to let it bother us as much mm-hmm. as we do. And we're going to live. So I started living. Um, after that, I ended up getting, I had a baby. I ended up getting married and all this stuff like that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I told you I was going to do it. So I did. Um, in that process, I was like, you know what? I really want to help more people. I want to help more people. So I started going back to the group that helped me and start helping other ladies. And I started pulling the ladies out of the group because I'm like, I'm a black chick. I was putting in the in message. I'm black. Need help. Let me help you. And they were in my inbox because they were like, finally, you know. So after that, I started a YouTube channel. I posted like a seven minute video on my YouTube channel. And I was terrified. Like that was the fastest I ever talked in my life. And I, I used to talk real fast, but thank God for doing this. It slowed me down. Um, but I was terrified, and that video went viral. I had a million uh, views on that video in, like, less than a month. And I was like, I can't believe it. It's because I'm black. <laughs> black is amazing. You know, like, I was just so excited because, honestly, it was no black women nowhere on YouTube at that time talk about herpes. Um, and as we know, if, if you ladies don't know, uh, black women are number one, you know, for having herpes at this given moment. That's what they're saying. So oh, to say we're number that. one, but didn't have a representative or anybody talking about it, that made it hard for us even more to say we're by ourselves. Nobody's representing us. Then how are we number one, but we don't see nobody that look like us. Uh-huh. And that's not, that don't make sense to us. So I was like, I'll guinea pig myself out here. I'll throw myself out here. I wish you would say something because I'm that one. You know, that's how I felt at that time. But, you know, the internet will make you feel some type of way. <laughs> After oh, a while, yeah. I stopped oh, yeah. talking oh, yeah. and yeah. I just said, you know what? I'm not here to argue with y'all, I'm here to help. And I kept saying that same motto. I'm here to help. I don't care how you feel. I'm not saying it didn't hurt my feelings that time, but I said, I don't care. I'm going to keep on, I'm keep on, I'm keep on. So I've been four years in doing it. I have a page of 18,000 subscribers, over 2 million views. So I was like, still, I won. I won. (laughs) That's good. 
Thank you for yes, dropping that, that knowledge. Like yeah. Yes. 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 It was fun, y'all. Yes. So, <laughs> being that you, um, of course, like you said, you've been through your own experience mm-hmm. and you started helping women. Um, and I'm assuming that you studied. Have you only studied just herpes um, statistics, or are you all general STDs? I know, I know all the other ones too, but I stayed where I knew I experienced live. Okay. The yeah. heaviest, because number one, herpes is one of the STIs that's very common, and it's the other one of the other STIs that you can't get rid of, but it's so brushed under the rug. I mean, it's so heavily brushed under the rug, you would think, you know, you can't get rid of it. It'll be like HIV, and you know as much information as we know about HIV. I'm sure all of us can, like, literally tell each other five or six facts like that. Easy. Yeah. We and, don't even um, it like we used to anymore because it's just so, we hear it so much. We all know people who had it. We know different situations and stuff like that. So we don't we don't think the same anymore. Um, but herpes, that's not the case. The stigma is still so heavy that people are like, Ugh, we still are doing a uh, to it. So I said, let me stay where we're still lacking that, that um, still, we're still struggling with the stigma. Let's just stay right there. Plus at that, like I said, it was still, still no black women still as I came out. Now you can find black girls everywhere. Get on TikTok. It's plenty. It's plenty of us writing books and stuff like that. But when I came out, I was on one. So I was like, let me just stay here. Would you say, and so you're saying that herpes is the most common or what would you say is the most common STD? Uh, the most common, they'll say, they'll say, you know, herpes, gonorrhea, chlamydia. Yeah. Herpes, gonorrhea, chlamydia. That's the most common. And you can only contract these STDs through intercourse or... What about like herpes, for example? Can you only you can kiss somebody in your herpes? Okay, it, that's all it takes. It's skin to skin contact. So just say if somebody is struggling, they have you know herpes on their mouth, um, top of their lips, bottom of their lips. Some people don't realize that cold sores and feverish could be a form of herpes. Um, so some people think, oh no, I didn't have these all my life. It's not that. Many people don't know that is a form. So that's the case. Some people can get it on their cheeks and under their nose. Some people are like, I get this rash thing under my face all the time. They don't realize it's herpes. Or some people get it on their chin. Some people get it inside their mouths. Um, some people get it below, you know, so they can have inner thighs, outer thighs, on their butt, things of that nature. But a lot of people don't realize what it is. They think it's just a rash. It's, like, oh, it's just a rash. It's nothing like that. So it could be simple as kissing somebody or, you know, you guys are going to, you know, be engaged in a course and just, you know, rubbing and touching. So skin to skin contact. And what oh, are some myths? That way too, okay. skin to skin contact as well. Uh, say that again? Syphilis can be passed through skin to skin contact. Mm-hmm. What are some some of the common myths that you um, seem to hear regarding herpes? Because I know I'm sure there's a lot of misinformation out there. Yes. Uh, the biggest one is that uh, that you can get it from cups and, and towels and toilets. Okay. And <laughs> no, no. Okay. Like in, anything, that, herpes wants a living host it has to have a living host it's not going to live long on nothing else it wants a living host so i tell anybody chances of that happen is slim slim to none slim to none even though i ain't gonna That's lie good, I still don't I've, nobody <laughs> like you can keep your i've club. always heard those type of myths so that i'm glad you debunked True. that yes Oh, yeah. We hear it all the time. You can even look on, you know, all these sites and they'll still say that. And I can I can even 
kind of explain to you why they said they say that because at the end of the day, if somebody's having an outbreak in their mouth, for example, all right, saliva can be a quote unquote um, host. So it's passing, it's assisting with passing the virus. But the chances are it's really low. It's really low compared to actually, you know, skin to skin, my huh. tongue in your mouth type situation. You know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. different from there. But it's just really, really low. Um, but I'll tell anybody, like I said, I don't want to drink out of nobody cup. I got kids. Keep your cup. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So to piggyback on if you having like an outbreak in your mouth, can you have can you give oral sex and turn around and then give yourself genital herpes? Oh, girl, that is a good question. Good question. So this is what can happen. If somebody's having an oral, uh, has an oral outbreak and they perform, perform genital on that person, that person is at risk of getting um, genital. But the person just, that the person that received it, like both the person that received the oral or both the person like if they had intercourse afterwards, whoever's having an outbreak. Whoever's having an outbreak can pass to the person who they're giving it to. And can they give can they give themselves genital herpes if they end up having unprotected sex? The chances are you can. And this is interesting. And I say this is because at the end of the day, you can have both types. As y'all may, I'm not sure if y'all know. It's two types. So it's type one, it's type two. I tell people really throw that out the window. I like to say it because that's what you know, but honestly, throw them out the window. Orals, oral genital is genital. What are those mm -hmm. locations? They're just locations. So it can be an either or location. So just say if I'm having sex with my partner, I haven't just say if I have an or outbreak, he doesn't have it. We're gonna say my partner does not have it. So I perform or on him. Say I didn't know I had an outbreak at the time, because that happens all the time. Didn't know I was having an outbreak. I perform oral sex on him. I'll say weeks later he found I have genital. Okay. All right. Say mm -hmm. I don't have genital. He's having an outbreak at that time. He does not know it. I like to say don't know because half time folks don't know because it don't look like what it seems. Okay. It could be something so simple as a cut, itching, burning, um, something that you're not really tripping about. It's like it's not always an open sore. No, it's not always <clears throat> an open sore. Because I ain't gonna lie, if you see an open sore on you, what you're doing, you're going to the doctor. But right. Let's be honest, that's not what everybody's seeing. Cause if that's what everybody's seeing, well, most people know they have it, but most people, they're not even having no symptoms at all. Or they have an aching, but they thinking, man, it's just me working. Or people who work out, so they're like, no, nah, I'm just aching because of this. Or, oh, I feel like I got the flu. Well, you know what? I ain't been eating right. So it's something that will be easily brushed off because it's so many something that's so similar to so many other conditions or just simply a cold or something like that or just body aches. Mm -hmm. So if my partner has gentle you know, we have intercourse and he's having an outbreak and I don't have it down there. Then he has a chance of passing it back to me. It's not that I'm getting the virus again. It's just change of location. It's just right. a different infection okay. affecting in a different location. Yeah, just different location. So I tell everybody, if you can get one location, you can get another. It's not like you're getting the virus again or it's making it a super virus or it's making you get more outbreak. Nothing like that. It's just the fact of if it's an outbreak at that time, the chances are you can give it back. You can give it to another location that doesn't have it there. Mm -hmm. So, so it's only okay. when a person has an outbreak can they pass it? It's not when uh, it's dormant or because I... Now, when it's dormant, you can't do nothing with it. It's not active. Um, an active outbreak is physically, like you can see it, you can you can see it, or you're feeling it. For a person, when they say feeling, they get tingling, they're getting itching, they're getting burning. Um, 
they're feeling achy feeling. Some people get headaches, like their head just start hurting, or they get very, very tired or fatigued. Some people experience that. Um, or you can have shedding. So shedding is when the virus is present and you don't know it. For example, I'm going to use COVID just to make it clear for all of us. Right now, you could be around a person you don't know they have COVID, they don't know they have COVID, and then you get COVID. Mm -hmm. That's why I, I compared the two, because that's what it, it seems like it's similar yeah. to COVID. Yes, it's the thing about it, viruses all act the same. So we, with all the information we got in this year, on um, the last year and a half about that virus, viruses function the same. When, when you don't see any symptoms, that's when it's contagious the most. When you don't see nothing at all. After the symptoms come, it's like, okay, it's starting to die down. That's why it said 14 days, stay at home. Because they know in that 14 days, that's when, okay, you know, the chances are that person can get it in that time frame. Because that's when the virus is really ramped up. Um, so I tell people, you can pass it even when you don't see it. And that's why I always stress to all my clients or anybody who come in contact with me, it's always important to disclose to a person. Or I didn't even say disclose to a person. Y'all disclose to each other what is going on. So then mm -hmm. that both of y'all can accept whatever's happening so you guys can just be as safe as possible. That's good. It's all about communication. I feel like that's the yep. best way to protect each other is talking about it. Good. Okay, so how often should individuals get tested? That is a good question. You know what I mean? I'm a person, if you know you like to get yours, listen, I ain't judging you. If you like to get yours, you need to get one. And I say this for somebody, I used to be like that. So I was like, you need to get tested before you go in. You know what you do before you go in, and you need to know what you're getting out. When you come out, you need to know. Or every time you get a new partner, and, and doctors will tell you this, every time you get a new partner, make sure you're being tested, things of that nature. I say this even for my homies who like to go back to their baby daddies. I ain't judge you, but if your baby mamas, you need to know where they coming from because at the end of the day, they might not just be messing with you. So y'all both need to discuss. It's like, if that's what y'all going to do, that's all good and dandy, but just remember, uh, STI can pop up, and now y'all can't get mad because y'all know y'all got boyfriends or girlfriends, or you know you're in another relationship. And y'all just mess around here and there. Mm -hmm. So I tell you, you can get tested. Every time you got a new partner, you need to get tested. You need to know when you go in and you need to know coming out. Because most people can be with a person for years, get tested after, and then an STD pop up. You're like, what the? That happened to me. I so <laughs> I, I've noticed, you know, and through my research mm -hmm. um, during college, these these aren't tests that like herpes test isn't included in a regular STD panel when you go to the doctor, and half the time when you ask for or specifically ask for a herpes test, they're asking you, do you feel like you have it? Have you had symptoms? Like pretty much, why do you want it? As if it's not, and what they say is it's because it's not they get false positives and false negatives. They are not telling no lie. They're telling you the truth. Literally, I just talked about that on another podcast. That's the thing that really sucks about herpes. We have not got to a place where our tests are like stuck. Like they're they're like we can trust it. That's another reason they don't want to test us so consistent because at the end of the day, herpes is not in your blood. Like it's not. They can pick up the antibodies of the virus because your body is trying to fight it, but it's not in your blood. 
So now what they have to do is like, okay, those antibody counts can go up and down, up and down. So with that, that's like, okay, one minute it looked like I got it, and the next minute it can look like I don't. So that's why they'll go in there and say, have you had, had sex with somebody who had it? Did they tell you that they had it? Do you have any symptoms? Because they know the only way we can really verify that you have herpes is really having an outbreak because I know many of my clients who went, got tested, they had it. They ain't never had an outbreak in their life. And that's scary for an individual who never had an outbreak. Now they're looking for an outbreak for months and years and never received one. So how was it living with herpes or dating with herpes? Living with herpes was hard in the beginning. It really was because the stigma is so heavy. Like it really messed with your psyche. Like your head messed up because look at all the things that we hear about people with herpes. Most of the time herpes come from cheating or a person quote unquote being promiscuous or things like that. So people are assuming since we've been hearing it for so long and social media ain't helping now, it's making it 10 times worse, that that's what we're hearing. So us people assume, okay, you gotta be out here with everybody or you was cheating on your boyfriend or something like that was going on for you to get it. But that's not true. Most of my clients are in relationships. They've been in a relationship for over a year with that person and it pops up. Okay, literally comes out of nowhere. She's just like, I keep getting these symptoms or something like that and go and think it is bacteria vaginosis or a yeast infection. And the whole time it was herpes or every time her period comes, she gets this little bump, but she shaves. So she think it's just a hair bump. And that's not what it was. So I tell people like, it's just your mindset. You have to get to a place of realizing the stigma is not real. It's only what other people think they know because for so long, nobody really took the time to educate us. And they still not doing it today. It's really on the activists at this point that we going hard trying to tell you guys like, hey, you know, it's not as bad as they make it seem. Or, you know, when you're going and your doctor's telling you it's no big deal, your doctor really telling you the truth. It's really no big deal, but your doctor's not taking the time to help you through the emotional um process of learning how to deal with it and i think that's where we're really feeling in the medical industry is that not give you enough so mental support uh which i'm gonna be honest that's not their job but they don't really have they they don't understand the need to find outlets like activists and things like that to send those people to to get them support because real daughter said oh read a pamphlet or go to google google will scare you to death Yes. About anything. Anything. Oh, anything. Yeah. child will scare the mess out of you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My COVID alone would scare you to death. Oh my God, I'm going to die. Yeah. Like, no, I don't even want to read because everybody's story is so different. Everybody's experience is so different. Um, and depending on what your mindset is, which I'm meeting a lot of people, they were already in like shaky mindset anyway. It makes it very hard on them. So I'll tell anybody that's the only thing that makes herpes hard in the beginning is really getting a, a hand on your mindset and realizing, you know, what they're saying is not true and that you can have confidence in yourself. You can live again and it's not going to stop you. Dating, same situation. It's all a mindset. Most women, especially black women, believe no black man going to want me. Girl, <laughs> lies from a bitch. It's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. And I only, I think we really say that because I, we're still trying to figure out me and I, I swear we're sitting there looking at him like, like he an alien because we still don't get him yet. So with that being said, dealing with something like this and hearing what they say at times or what we think we hear them say, we're thinking they won't want us, but girl, please. Yeah, they will. They just want you to tell them. I, I just wanted to um, comment on something that you said, which I think was great about when um, a person gets a diagnosis and the doctors having 
in contact with activists who instead of just giving you a pamphlet, they can say, here, call these people that, you know, this is a help support group. I think that would be phenomenal if a lot of doctors can get on board like that because that would that would be great because like you said google will scare you to death all these things will scare you to death and reading a pamphlet that's like okay you know what do i do next that pamphlet is so vague it will say slight and reduce mm-hmm. and low chance that don't mean nothing to yeah. me yes yeah. or no and as we know in science they can't give you ever a yes or no because they're still learning the virus so they're mm-hmm. never going to give you a guarantee right. especially with herpes because not enough science still around it for them to give you guarantee compared to if it's hiv they don't study it so long you know now you can get to a place of undetectable so they can guarantee stuff because they did the science but it's still lack of science on our side so they're going to say all these words that I absolutely want them to throw in the trash. Mm. Because what they do is when they come to me, well, can the chance, and I tell them, look, the chances is low. And I hate to say it, but it's true. And the chances for that is very, very low. Well, somebody said they got it that way. Can we not worry about them and let's focus on you? Mm. Well, it could be like COVID. You never, you don't really know unless you honestly have been in, well, you can't even say, even if you've been in a relationship, you can't really say, who you got it from when you contracted it because Listen. you can be and living with it for years and just have an outbreak at a different time. And obviously. it happens all the time. It happens all the time. The only <clears> time you know for sure if that's the only partner that you had in your life. Right. You know, um, especially for gentlemen. Well, I say for gentlemen. Now, oral is different because at the end of the day, if you have a culture of family members that kiss each other and things of that nature and you don't see down the line that your mom or your dad or your aunt or whatever had cold source, then it, it could have been a chance you could have got it from somebody else in your family. I say that when it comes to oral. But when it comes to genital, you know who you had sex with. Period. You know, at that point. Um, but the chances are it's just harder to kind of determine who if you have multiple partners at the time and i'll tell you you can go back to who i'm telling you, i have many ladies who went back trying to trace and everybody saying no how ironic everybody everybody it ain't mm-hmm. up about the sky everybody's like right. i ain't got it i said yeah he probably went in and say test me for everything because he assuming it's included and i want to say this when you read your panel every test result look different like all of them different i don't know i had the the I have a superpower. I can read them. I don't know how. I just can. So, so I'm gonna say HSV. If you don't know what HSV is, then yeah. you don't know what it is. If it's just a negative, you're like, "Woo, I'm good," you know, type thing. Um, but HSV is herpes simplex virus. If you don't know that, then you don't know. Also, everything don't include everything. Everything is gonorrhea, chlamydia, HIV, syphilis, and Hep C at times. And sometimes it's only gonorrhea, chlamydia, HIV. For the when most I, part, everything that's curable except for HIV. And depending on where, I, it's interesting. I'm in Georgia, but I'm on the outskirts. They said, oh, do you want to get tested for HIV? That's letting me know. And this is just me talking to the big dogs where HIV ain't heavy out here. Because if I was in the inner city, it was a requirement. So different doctor's office tests for different things based off what they see within their doctor's office. And also, I want to say this to kind of like y'all can get in the head of, of doctors. Doctors, when you're in a doctor's office, they ask you, okay, when the last time you had sex? Listen, I'm going to tell y'all now. Be honest for you. This ain't about them. This is about you because what they're doing is in their head. Okay, she had sex with two or three people this prior month. Okay, cool. 
or the last month, or the last couple of months. Cool. Okay, have you ever had an STI? Okay, she had one STI. Okay, cool. All right, all right. Do you have any symptoms? Okay, she got itching, burning, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Now they're going to start thinking about what is going around in the community. Okay, we, we don't see syphilis starting to kick up again. All right, we don't see HIV starting to kick up again. Okay, we said, now they're trying to figure out, okay, I need a little test for this, 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 and this. I'm telling you, this is what I heard earlier this year. I literally mm. was on there with all these doctors, and they said, they did a case study. They said, okay, this is her situation. What would you test her for? These people got to go out there listening to you, hoping that you're telling the truth so they can test you for what they think you have. Because they don't know. So you need to go in saying everything you need to say so you can get everything. Or or just tell them, test me for gonorrhea, chlamydia, HIV. Or you come out and say, I want to be tested for this, 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 this. Be and they're going to probably ask you why. And you answer them, I have been sexually active. I'm not completely um, sure what all that my partner has done, and I want to be safe. So can I get tested for this and this? And just be adamant. Just be adamant. Because sometimes they're just like, why? Because they're listening to you, and you're saying you really don't have a sexual history, and they believe you really don't have a sexual history. The chance of you getting something is low. I don't know where they got that mindset from, but that's their mindset. Mm -hmm. That's the that's mindset, y'all. If y'all was in the room... Y'all have been my. I was mind blown. I was like, these people ain't going based off the test. These people are determined if what I'm gonna have in testing. And if they make a mistake and not test me for the right thing, I'm screwed. Mm-hmm. And I can come back out here yeah. thinking that I'm straight and give something else to my partner or my partner, quote unquote, do the same thing. And you like, man, I thought I was good. And you can't go on the other side. I thought you said, well, we test you for everything based off your sexual history. Mm -hmm. So y'all gotta, I, I would say that to anybody. When you go in there, don't, listen, who cares? They're working. <laughs> they doing their job. Mm -hmm. Let them do their job. But you gotta tell the truth for the sake of you. Or you right. need to be vocal on what you want. Because we can't go in assuming that the doctors are going to um, do what we think they're gonna do. They're gonna do what they think they should do. Based off the information. Based on what you tell them. Yeah. yeah. Right. So my whole thing is, and we got to remember, you know, let's keep it real. Being black, they're going to judge us anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. So my yep. whole thing is just be very clear on what you want to get. Right. Just be very clear. Right. Just super clear. Like, look, and I ain't going to lie, cause my doctor's office is real mixed. <laughs> real mixed. Real mixed. The neighborhoods I live in is real mixed over here. So it's it's interesting on how they go about it. And even in the industry, you don't see black people in the industry. Like, literally, who run stuff? Where I'm telling y'all, when I was on that call, I was the youngest one on there. And it was probably me and another lady, a black lady. One. One. That's scary. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't have wow. anybody representing us. Right. We don't have anybody saying, okay, based off that, remember communication style. Remember... They consider your on tone. Don't come off judgy. Because right. they're going to shut down. Yep. yep. You know. But we have to get out of just feeling intimidated and just say what you need to say for the sake of your health. If you don't right. like your, your OBGYN, get another one. If yeah. she do something out of pocket, report her behind. Mm -hmm. I know that's real. Yep. Right. Serious. And Google it. Put it in Google. Google kills doctors, y'all. Nowadays, Google will take a doctor's office down. Yeah, that's you because yeah. you put a oh, review yeah. out there. Yeah, it's important to leave reviews. Yep. Exactly. Yep. 
Listen, it may you may can report them and they be like, whatever, we can't lose a doctor. Okay? But if you yeah. do a review, they will be quick to come in. And, I, I don't understand. Or what do you mean? Can you call? I ain't calling the office for crap. I said what I said. Yeah. Because they cannot delete your Google review. <laughs> it is That's true. true. That is true. Yeah. So when you so when you went into like for dating, um, mm-hmm. did you get any turndowns? Like when you were oh, yeah. like, is that, like was that part of the first conversation or my whole thing is um going to dating, the biggest fear of ours is rejection. And I feel like that's hard for women anyway. We don't get rejected on the regular. We don't even know what that is. We're the choosers, you know? So that is we're finally in a place where it feel like they got we they got to choose us and that's hard on this because it's like i'm not used to going through that um so i had to go in and change my mindset and say i don't look at it as rejection i look at him choosing what he think is best for him and vice versa if it was me if he gave me an option to know something i can choose what i want to do so i'm going to respect i'm going to give him the option i'm going to respect it so yes i don't have many guys like no i'm good or i don't understand it or I don't know. That just scared me. Or I was like, that's good. Listen, I brushed. I was like, bro, I ain't mad at you. That's straight. Like, that's fine. I don't want you to feel pressured. Don't feel like you got to butter me up or anything like that. But you're a good hush. I know I'm a great woman. I don't need the comforting. (laughs) (laughs) I just need you to know. I just want to tell you. I love that. yourself mm-hmm. in because I feel like a lot of my ladies and even men are going in and people mm-hmm. don't know how to deal with the situation so they tell you you're such a great person I hate that's the worst thing you can do in dating shut up and just say no they're looking within yeah. and thinking like I'm so great but you don't want to choose me that person will never get an answer I'm telling I just I want to say this a lot everybody stop doing that just stop doing it just say, no, I don't want to date you. No, you're not my type. No, that's not something I can handle. A no is a period. Listen, no is a complete sentence. No. Yeah. Yeah. There's no enough. Behind it don't it, need honey. to be followed by anything else. <laughs> Only if you ask me questions and then I can say, hey, that's not something I, um, yeah. I'm scared of it. I don't understand it. Whatever. And I don't have guys, last guy I went out on a date with, um, I told him about it and I, he, I just got quiet. I told him. And I told my story and he just got quiet. And he was like, I'm so proud of you for doing what you're doing. You know, you're doing something big, whatever, keep doing what you're doing. And I said, okay, can you see yourself, you know, moving forward with that? And he was like, I don't know. And I said, that's cool. No rush. I just paused because some people just need a moment to process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I said, do you have any questions though? And I always tell any person, Ask them if they have questions, because I ain't going to lie, we're scared to ask questions. That's humans. We just be scared. We don't know if we're going to offend you or whatever, or we don't want to say a stupid question or ask a stupid question. So I hope they ask, do you have any questions? Do you even know anything about it? He said, I know a little bit. I said, so tell me what you know. So he told me what he knew. I said, do you have any questions? He asked, and I told him. He's like, his main question, three main questions for dudes. Can we still do everything? Can I hit it front, front, back, side, side, and put my mouth on it? Oh, and then- my God. And I have tools. I mean, that's it. Like, that's it. Like, men are so simple. I love it. They are. Do you think that I did have a question because I'm not sure of this, but I don't know if you know, being that you no, studied on. it before. Um, because I wonder for women, like you said, it's not automatically tested for us, but for men, because a lot of men they don't get tested as frequently. You know, women we have our pap smears, so we have annuals. Mm-hmm. So for men, I 
can believe that they may not even know if they're not going to the doctor and specifically saying, do they have to ask as well for yep. to, to get that test? Okay. It's across the okay. board. And that's another thing because what we have been taught, especially I can say for me, when I was growing up, they said, you know, your teachers say, if you're going to get tested, just ask them for everything. And I think they said that to us because number one, they're a little bit older than us. They knew we didn't understand the whole concept of asking for everything and understand how for us being young that we probably be, you know, kind of scared to say all the things out loud. So they say, just say everything. But I don't think they even understand that everything wasn't included. So I still hear guys this day say, oh, I just asked for everything. I said, what's everything? You know everything. I said, baby, that ain't everything. You need to ask. <laughs> and I, I mean, honest, I was like, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. But I said, what we think is everything as a patient is not everything in the doctor's world. In the industry, they are they don't think like we do. I wish they did, but they don't. They don't think like patients. They think like scientists. They think like doctors. They think like people who just want to give you a, a diagnosis and a treatment and see you home. That's it. So you got to make sure you act. So I tell everybody, if you call into the doctor's office or you want to get tested, call them and say, hey, I'm going to get tested. What do you test for? That's what I did for my, my first one because it was new OBG. I said, what do you test for? She told me, I said, oh, why you don't test for this? I just asked her. Oh, no, it's nothing. That's not a big deal to us. I'm like, Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and I just got off the phone. But that's what a lot of them say. Yeah. Mm. But my whole thing when I got into the doctor's office, when I went to the OBGYN, I said, hey, can you test me for herpes too? And she was like, okay, no biggie. She didn't fight me on it. She just let me, well, I ain't gonna lie. I know the lady, like her mom used to take care of my grandma. So it was kind of a little personal, but still <laughs> <laughs> she did it anyway. But most doctors, if you ask for it, they're going to give you a little pushback. But I feel like don't worry about the pushback. Don't even don't don't allow somebody to keep you from doing what you feel like is best for you. Yeah. Do you do you keep getting tested? Like, That's do you great. keep getting tested when you test for STDs? Do you still test for herpes just to see where the test gonna come out, or because you know you have it, you just let it be? Uh, <laughs> it typically it's interesting because the places I was going, they was testing me for it. Like before, okay. So the last time I was tested, I was married. So then um, I ended up getting tested again. And did I ask for it? Yes, I did. I asked for it. And she was like, oh, you have type one. I was like, oh, got that from that man. So I knew where I got it from. That was from my ex-husband. He didn't know he had it. And then um, I recently got tested. And when I recently got tested, I asked for it because I wanted to see how they were going to treat me. I wanted to hear from this place now being an activist. I want to hear their spiel. I wanted to hear how it was because I ended up putting it on my YouTube. I want to explain to them what they hear because my clients, they tell me some horror stories. But the lady called me. She's like, oh, Miss Bobby, everything is great. It's in your portal. Um, just She's like, can I explain everything over the phone? Ladies, please. Guys, please. I'm going to tell you now. When you do that HIPAA, make sure you check the right box. You do not want them to leave no test results over the phone or call you at your job. Okay? Tell them to ask you to come into the office or something because I have many clients that happen to them where they call them and say, hey, you know, we're just calling to give you your test results. And you're thinking, I ain't got nothing. And they tell you something on the phone and you at work looking crazy. Mm. Happens all the oh, time. Yeah. So make sure y'all are reading the HIPAA because the HIPAA is giving you the clearing of giving them the clearing on how to tell you your medical records so wow. make sure you're doing that every time because i know all of us are quick to check and we think they don't tell test results over the phone and like, yeah they do if you'll give them the, give them the permission yes they will we know they'll put it in your portal but they'll call you quick 
So she called me. Miss Bobby, everything's good, but you just have herpes. I said, what? So I'm trying to act like I'm sad, but I, it was hard. <laughs> um, but I was like, what? I got what? I said, what is that? <laughs> oh, she started to get to explain it. It's nothing. It's no big deal. I really don't like the test because, the, I mean, she she told me her personal opinion, okay? I didn't ask you that. <laughs> it's no big deal. Nothing to worry about. I said, so should I tell my partner? Oh, no. You don't have to tell your partner. Should I take medicine? Oh, no. It's not something required. You're fine. I said, so what I do? Oh, no. Just live. You're fine. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, but that's how that's how nonchalant they act towards it. It's a it's a stigma. I think we put the stigma on ourselves in the in the black community. We we place that stigma. We are we automatically hoes, automatically promiscuous, and but it, well, no, it's it's everyone. It's not just the Ooh. black community, but the whole all of them. And it's interesting because mm-hmm. you know typically. Somebody asked me that question earlier. They was like, is the stigma heavier in the black community or more or less? I said, it's across the board because many of the other activists I'm close to are white. And they deal with the same thing. We all struggle with the same type of questions and mindset and all that stuff. Now, how they process it and how they deal is different, but at the end, it's all the same. So I feel like over time, the stigma has just been the same. Because we got to think about the movies that, you know, you watch certain movies. I think about... um, uh, uh, it's a couple of like comedian movies. They'll talk about herpes, but it came from a place of doing going out in Las Vegas and having sex with a prostitute. You know what I mean? It was something so like something that people typically don't do. Um, okay. Things like that on a regular anyway. So yeah. I feel like the stigma has been pumped from the media and never has been saying no. What we're not going to do is make jokes about gonorrhea, chlamydia, any SCIs because it's not a joke. Yeah. You don't see them laugh about gonorrhea, chlamydia. You see them talk about crabs here and there, but you see they don't even talk about that no more. They don't if HIV, they don't joke about it. They make it an educational uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure so do. what Evan did was tell them, no, you cannot joke about this community either. Mm-hmm. You don't joke about any other community. You're not going to joke about that one. And I think that's just because we have just been so ashamed to think. Well, that's what they say. That's what I have to be. And I think that's why the activists are coming out. And we're like, absolutely not. Doctors, you're right. It's not a big deal, but you're not giving them any psychological support, which, let's be honest, that's not your OB shot. She's not a therapist. (laughs) She's not a therapist, but they don't have the resources to send people out. All they're trying to do is stick that thing you're trying to swab you around, test you, and send you on your way. Because they're so booked, they're so busy. Okay? <laughs> yeah. They are not I love busy. the idea of partnering with, you yeah, know. Yeah, we have to partner more. Yeah. But we got to fight to get in there with them. Because they, yeah. no lie, they're so busy and they're not thinking about it and they don't understand. Because I ain't going to lie, it's some OBGYNs that are amazing. I mean, they go out their way. But all don't have that same mindset. Everybody don't have good uh, bedside manner. Some people are judgmental as crap. Mm. My lady who's my nurse, she looked at me like I was disgusting. She made me feel low. She could have been having a bad day. I don't know. Right. But at the end of the day, in that moment, I felt low. And that's yeah. another thing I'll tell anybody. Go to the doctor's office. Please don't take everything personal. Because I'm telling yeah. you, you don't know what these folks went through. You could, Somebody could have spit on them. Somebody could have cussed them out. We don't know what's going on at home. She thinks she right. got an STD. She thinks she prayed it. She, you, know, you don't know what's going on with her. And that's she true. has a crappy day. Yep. So, get so how, <clears throat> how, do, how do you start having the conversation regarding... STDs. Oh, girl. And when is the best time to bring this up? Like, oh, I love this conversation because at the end of the day, for me, I'm going to say my conversation has to be different because I'm an activist. 
So he got to deal with having it. And I got your mama gonna know. Do you want your mama to know? Because you know she always on Facebook. Like, <laughs> your grandma too. <laughs> your old boys. So you, you gonna tag me or no? Nah? <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's the thing for me. But when I talk to my clients, I always tell them, First of all, when you go into dating, you're not going, don't go into dating, focus on your diagnosis. Go into dating, figure out if y'all connect. Because if you don't take the time to connect with the person, you don't know if it's even worth telling it. Because let's be honest, ladies, how many times, I don't know if y'all married, but if you're single, you've been on a date and y'all can't get past the first date. You're like, I ain't calling him back. He don't got on my everlasting nerves. Or y'all get oh, past yeah. the date, but in the week, he get ghost. He disappeared and then popped back up two weeks later. Where you been at? You died? <laughs> I thought you died. <laughs> no, I had stuff happen. I only had crap. You know what I mean? So a lot of people, I tell any, I tell all my clients, I say, please allow time to get to know the person. And I'll tell people three months is good. No later than three months. Because by the end, if I can get you past, if I can get you to three months, we're trying something. We're trying to at least get to know each other. Because no lie, most people don't make it two weeks. They just don't make it. But if I get you to three months, then let me know, okay, good. I got to know a good bit about you. We'll spend some time. But I tell people, no longer than three months. You can do earlier than that if you want to. And this is where I give people leeway. Because everybody connects different. Some people, they just have instant vibes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not against it. I'm being serious. You know, some people are just very connected with folks. And some people, they can just see, they can just know. And all these other things. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't had too many of those in my life. But I don't had, I met some guys. I'm like, man, I don't feel like I don't know this brother all my life. Mm -hmm. And we just talking and we're having a good time and we get on touchy subject and we feel open enough to tell each other. So I was like, if you get into a situation like that and y'all feel comfortable, it's nothing wrong with it. Okay. It's nothing wrong with it. But if you're still in a place of like, I don't really know, I still need a good little bit. I got, I need some more time, three months and cut off. This should cut off period. Okay. Cause a person gonna look at you sideways. You need a four or five months. You're like, really? We halfway into the year. You ain't said a word. I got a problem with you. Now I feel like you're a liar. Because it's like, why you didn't say anything? So you could have said something to me. Okay? So when it's time to disclose, I'll tell them. I said, this is your biggest thing. You just need to have a conversation. Don't make it seem like you're telling, like, somebody died. <laughs> like, right. And don't mm -hmm. tell, and I tell all my ladies, don't tell. No, man, you got to tell them nothing. You are in trouble. He's not going to answer you, number one. And he's going to look at you like you're crazy because he think he did something wrong. Like. And you ain't, did, he ain't did nothing. Right, he's gonna run away from the conversation. Yep, run away quick, from the conversation. Quick, So I'm yeah. quick to tell ladies, I said, when you want to talk to a man, tell him, hey, I want to share something with you. Let me share something with you. He's like, what? He think it's gonna be something nasty, because they just nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I love me, I ain't gonna love me. I'm, like, I'm learning their psyche. So learning their psyche, I try to play off of, they don't show their emotions, so I show, <laughs> I make sure to not use words that will trigger them. <laughs> I just make sure not to use words that will trigger their emotions. So I say, hey, um, we've been talking. I like you. You like me. And I'm a flirty girl, so I try to still, you know, keep that. Like, so I like you. You like me, right? I try to confirm. Make sure we're on the same page. Make sure y'all clear, because you can like him. And he's like, no, we just cool. He say, you just cool, girls. Hush. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm serious. Just yeah. hush. Because like, people use stuff against you. Oh, yeah. And, listen, and I won't say every dude to use against because every dude don't. 
But I'm just saying, if y'all not on the same page yet, it's no need to move forward until you find out why y'all not on the same page. <laughs> because now what you're sharing is because you want to be intimate and want to move forward. That's probably not where he at. He probably just like, no, nah, you just cool. I like hanging out. Now, if you don't give me the booty, I'm taking it. That's your problem. I'm going to take it. But at the end of the day, you want to make sure it's mutual and y'all agree upon what y'all are doing. So just say if he say, hey, you know, we're both interested. I like you. You like me. He's like, yeah, man, I really do like you. You cool chick. I can see this going somewhere or whatever. And y'all both agree upon that. He's like, hey, well, since we're at this point, we've been talking for some time. I want to share some information with you. Okay, I'm a good for telling ladies, do not say this is not something I share with everybody. He believe you're a liar. I'm going to be honest. He's like, yeah, right. Yeah, you do. Because <laughs> if you're telling me and you don't know me, why would, would I believe you? So just say, hey, I want to share something with you since we get to know each other. I want to share with something with you. And you're like, okay, cool. What's, what's going on? You know, and you're like, hey, you know, I was dating. I had an ex-boyfriend when I was in relation with my ex-boyfriend. Whatever your story may be, it may be I went to the doctor. It could be my ex-boyfriend cheated. It could be whatever it is. Tell the story. I tell people, don't just come out and say I have herpes. You can't just say come out and say I have herpes. You're going to allow him to assume what happened to you or assume what you did to get it. You don't want I, nobody to assume it. Yeah, I, I get that, but I don't even want to I don't even want to put it. I feel like it's getting straight to the point if you do say that, because then do you really know that you got it from your ex-boyfriend? Or, like, now you're playing the blame game, kind of. It's not the blame game, because many ladies do know where they got it from. Mm -hmm. You know, some people can really say where they got it from, like, when it came up. So when it came up, they say, hey, I was in a relationship. And I, I, this is the reason why I say tell a story. Herpes don't have a story. Herpes is just herpes. The story of herpes that you're a hoe. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. Like, so yeah. yeah, behind it, it yeah. So if I tell you I was in a committed relationship with my boyfriend mm -hmm. and it came up, he's going to think, dang, it's going to kill the way he thinks about it and say, let me listen to her because that's not how I thought it was. And I'm going to compared to say, oh, you got herpes. Oh, man, she a hoe. Homies had her. I don't want nothing to do with it. Got you. You know, that's so I don't want a person to assume mm -hmm. who I am compared to me telling you. Telling you. Not, who, right. I don't want you to think you got to go into detail, detail. That's not required because, you know, men ain't going to listen too long. Don't get so deep. that He's like, girl, get to the point. <laughs> no, quick enough so you can get to the point, but enough for him to understand what the scenario was for you to get to your diagnosis. So, hey, I was at doctor's office and I'm getting tested. That's what they told me I had. And I just want to tell you before we move even, even further. And, I, and he keep it so simple. Don't go into details about your test results. Not, don't go into details about, like, don't spit him all these facts. Don't treat him like he's stupid. I'm just going to keep it honest because you don't know what he knows. You don't know what his experiences are. So my whole thing is like, this is what it is. I just want to share that with you before we move forward. And then shut up. I mean, I, when I say get silent, just let him think. And I just sit there. And I learned it works very well. You just get really quiet and let him control the conversation from that point. Because then he's going to say, okay. And he's going to probably start asking you questions. So tell me again where you had it. How did you get it again? Did you have any symptoms? Because he wants to understand what happened and how you got to that place. Now he's gathering information for him to make a decision. Mm -hmm. So just allow him to ask or she, for her to ask whatever they want to know. Because people are going to ask what they want to know. It's like, oh, so you got tested and they told you? 
Is that always on the panel? You know, and that starts asking you different stuff. Answer all their questions. After you ask all their questions, like, hey, I have ladies who will say, I'll say, my biggest thing is that, is this something you can move forward with? And I don't, I don't even include me. I take me out the equation to get my feelings out of it. Can this be something you can move forward with? Like, because this is going with us. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm being honest. Because I did the, oh, can you be with me? No, uh-uh. I don't want him to, I don't want him to even feel that extra type of pressure because you like me. You mm -hmm. made that clear that you like me. But right. you may cannot deal with this. So I was like, can this something you can move forward with? And they were like, yes, no, maybe so. Give me a moment to think. And I always tell ladies or men to say, okay, let me know when you're ready. Okay, let me know. Verbalize and tell me if this is a yes or a no. All right? If not, so, I'm what would how What would you say to someone that, okay, this is for, for newly, newly dating. What if okay. someone has been dating someone for quite some time and they just never said anything but decided they wanted to say something how should that conversation go listen oh girl you know how many conversations i had like that <laughs> I, first thing i tell them he gonna be mad she gonna be mad I, I i i i tell them off the rip i said what i'm not gonna do is prepare you for a conversation that you think is gonna go smooth because it's not gonna go smooth trust is now broken and you gotta accept that i said now you're just clearing your conscience this ain't about them. This is about you. Right. You're clearing your conscience because you can't sleep. Now people are like, "Belize, you're being so harsh." No, I'm keeping it real. Right. You're clearing your conscience because if you thought about it earlier, you wouldn't have did what you did. Is it easy to disclose? Absolutely not. What I'm not gonna do is make it seem like it's an easy thing because we don't even really have in-depth sex talks. Let's be honest, we really don't. You've been tested. I've been tested. Oh, okay, cool. Or if he ain't never been tested. Okay, now I got to fight him to go to the doctor. Man, I got to work. Well, I always... No, you ain't never always at work. Shut up, stop lying. Just say you scared. <laughs> now you got to drag him to get him tested because he's traumatized or he don't have the experience that he's scared to go to the doctor. So it's just it's just the things there where I tell my ladies like, oh my God, it's like, they going to be mad. Now I understand why you're doing it because you want to be honest, but don't expect no, oh my God, great experience. I don't expect that. Because if you expect that, you're going to set yourself up because you got to remember if that was you on the other side, how would you respond? Right. I said, now you just want to be honest. Your consequences is going to be your consequences. Accept them. You can get past them. It's going to take some time, but you got to understand you chose not to tell up front. And this is where you're going to come to. So mm -hmm. when they go through it, I was like, look, it, don't be taking forever. Stop drag. Pick your feet up. You don't drag for two, two, three months, five months, a year. You already don't drag. You ain't got no more dragging. I talked to my clients just like this. I said, uh-uh, shut it on up because we ain't got time for that. I need you to talk to them today. And you're going to talk to them today. You're going to say, hey, babe, I need to share something with you. Same conversation, same lingo, whatever. But now you're going to answer questions behind it. He's going to say, why didn't you tell me? Why you don't tell me? You need to be honest. Tell the truth. Tell if you're gonna be honest, you might as well tell it all. Because if you're in a relationship with a person, they're gonna want to, they're gonna want to know what was your mental, why you didn't say something. And that may be, babe, I was scared. I didn't want to lose you. We got a lot going on, especially with everything going on now. You lost your mama, you lost your sister. I just didn't want to hit you with nothing else. And that's quick. We all hear people say, Man, I can't take nothing else. Man, if it's bad, I don't want to hear it. 
So some people don't say stuff because they're looking for an opportunity. It ain't no opportunity. You're just going to have to get in the information that you choose because later on, you're like, well, man, I don't care. You should have told me. <laughs> now you're going to feel bad because you should have just did it. But don't try to gauge when to tell a person, especially if you're in a relationship. I'll say anytime that you're in a relationship with somebody and an STI come up, soon as you even have some symptoms, you're like, babe, I'm feeling something. It feels funny and I'm going to the OBGYN. I don't know what it is, but I'm going. Mm -hmm. So right. now it's a communication throughout this whole process. Then I get tested, go. I'm thinking you cheated, all this other crap. And then I come home with an attitude. Yeah. You gave me such and such. He looked like, when did you have symptoms? When mm -hmm. did you feel funny? Like, why you didn't say nothing, babe? I supported you. Yeah. I could have went with yeah. you and we could have got tested together and now I got to go now. I could have went with you at the same time. Right. Yeah, I think it's just I, that open communication of people communicating and making sure that they reveal and express, you know, and they're open about revealing and expressing themselves. But, um, well, Chuck, I guess you have your next question. Yeah, the, my, my last one was, being that we live in a sexually explicit world, why do you think people are so hesitant to ask about STDs or sexual history when dating or when getting to know someone? I think it's pretty obvious is the response. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, we live yeah. in a world that not me. I wish they would. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm healthy. I right. Know well, some me. people don't even know that they have it. Right. right. I ain't yeah. never. My good, my dude's good. Dude's like, man, I don't mess with girls like that. Yeah. What? The thought process, we live in a world that we believe nothing will happen to us. I said this on the podcast earlier. I said, we when you don't think nothing's going to happen to you, it can you happen. are risky. Yeah. yeah. That's a risk. You're yeah. taking a risk. I feel like having sex just in general is, a, if I would have known about herpes and back back then and would have known to be getting tested back then, I don't think sex would be as, I don't know, maybe it would. <laughs> maybe people but would I be so sexually explicit but I think now that you know you you get a little mindful when you start learning different things as you get older when you have more knowledge you start seeing things differently right mm -hmm. I feel like you need to be careful when having sex with anybody at any time because you just exactly. never know because I think oftentimes the things pushed with with especially girls in general I know when I was growing up it was like don't get pregnant don't get pregnant but it's like, hey, it's not only don't get pregnant, it's also protect yourself. It's also STDs. And I think that's the big push. It's like, don't get pregnant, whatever. And it's like, no, you need to be thinking. That's why I constantly, you know, talk to my daughter. And I'm like, yeah, if you, you know what I'm saying? Those, there's other things besides that. You got to. And I think, and I think <laughs> the focus, I think the focus when it comes to STDs and sex uh, HIV has taken the focus for so long where yeah. other, these other ones has yeah. been swept under the rug like her, you know, other ones that you can get but you can't get rid of True. where HIV has always been the focus. So, yes. you know, that's why people like you, Belize, is, 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 is excellent to shine that spotlight. To be vocal. On, yeah. Yes, on herpes. Because, you have to be more vocal. And I think right. the, the whole goal is what you don't know, you don't realize hurts you. And yeah, you know, it's so like, true. What you don't know don't hurt you. That is the biggest lie. Let me run out in the street and don't know how to cross it. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. get slammed, okay? 
Yeah. Period. So I think that's the biggest thing that we have to understand, even as we get older. And I don't, and for anybody on who's going to listen to this, I want, I don't want you to feel bad because you're at a certain age and don't know. Nobody knows everything. Yeah. Like it's just no way to know everything. The only thing I will say is what, when you're hearing from here, it just make sure you ask for your test results. Ask to see their test results. Don't let nobody in this day tell you that you cannot, we got portals. Mm-hmm. Pull your portal up. Pull yep. it. Because before we had papers, people didn't lose paper. You do papers away. Things like that. We got portals now. Pull your portal up on your Yeah, the phone. portal is great. It keeps your whole history. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Show you. Yep. The whole thing yep. is, if a person is hesitant to show you, you got to ask yourself, number one, I got to ask you, are you scared I'm going to judge you for your past? Because most mm-hmm. people are scared of being judged for their past. Your mm-hmm. past is your past. I'm not going to knock you for that. What we can deal with is only your present. And I think that's a bigger struggle with sex, too, is that people are knocking people for their past. Mm-hmm. Let the past be. Yeah. What they did in their past is what they did in their past. But what they're telling you now can only affect you now. And let's just deal with the present. But people are like, well, she was with and he was. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? You don't even that know what so- that is so true. Yep. This. Yep. That is so true. A lot of people. Um, it's just a lot. Yeah. Yep. And people just got to be mindful. Now, um, you know, we're speaking about, you know, um, you know, herpes and everything. So we we did find that you have some products that you promote on your page that um, that help people. So can you tell us just a little bit about your products and what each one can be used for Absolutely. that you promote? All right, so my products are used for external symptoms, itching, burning, um, lesions, things of that nature. Because what people don't realize that antiviral, which is back, um, a cyclovir or Valtrex, which is the pill that you take, is not going to eliminate or reduce your symptoms right away. Mm-hmm. That medicine is for the virus. Its whole focus is to get the virus back into a dormant mm-hmm. state. So it's not going to change your symptoms. And honestly, the symptoms is what our problem are because you're itching, burning, whatever that may be. So that's making you uncomfortable, making your time hard. So I have a couple of products. I have one. It's the Speed Up Cream. The Speed Up Cream is what it is. It's a cream that you can put on your cuts and bumps, um, any lesions, any rashes that you may have that you believe is herpes. Okay. It has all essential oils in it. So it's going to help you heal it up or quicker than normal my whole goal is to speed that up so it can go ahead and go away and you can feel better about yourself because most people when they deal with their outbreaks they go into a slump okay mm-hmm. next thing i have is the washout soap most people they was like their soap is burning them like for genital it's burning um and they'll lie you're already burning you don't want no more you just i'm just trying to clean myself so I created a gentle soap that helps clean and also heal as well. It have essential oils in that as well. Then I have an itch be gone spray. So if you're itching, like unbearable itching, things of that nature, you can use that as well. I love that one in the washout soap because you can use it for bacteria vaginosis or yeast infections as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then I also have bump blaster. I like that one because of people who deal with shaving and things like that. I have a lot of people who shave and they think they're they're not sure if they're their bump that they're having is an outbreak or it's shaving. So now I gave them bump blast. So if you, that's what you think it is, put this on it and it'll show you quickly. Um, if it's a hair bump, it's going to start, you know, healing and things like that. But if it's an outbreak, you're going to have to use something else. But this is for my people who shave a lot. You know, they haven't found another way or they don't want to, you know, Brazilian, anything like that. And then I also have Relax Me Tea for my people who are tea drinkers or want something to just relax them as they're going through their outbreak. Sounds great. Oh, man. 
Um, <laughs> what? So what we're going to do when we wrap up, we're going to ask you to give your IG information so okay. people can find out how to get your products because, okay. the, yeah, you have some great ones. And I wanted to ask you, as far as natural remedies, is there anything natural that can help with outbreaks and sores? Girl, essential oils. Okay. Okay. And that's what I love because everything I use in here was natural. And uh -huh. I understand, go back to the basics, the simple things. Now, I'll tell you some things that you can use out the store. I love to tell the store brands because sometimes everybody ain't into getting to the kitchen and making nothing. So things that you can use for like oral is uh, Carmax, um, Blistex, and you can mm -hmm. also use Abriva, okay? Any store, any department store, you can find those, okay? That's for oral? Yep, that's for oral. So if you have anything mm -hmm. on the lips or anything like that, you can use that. Abriva is like 20-something mm, dollars, everything else a dollar. Um, so I like to tell you that. So, you know, some people's like, eh, I don't know. I just need something real fast. That's something you can quickly get out of a, uh, a corner store. Mm -hmm. Things like really quick to find. Even a breather, you can find in a corner store sometimes, depending on where you're located. Okay. For genital, they have, uh, darn, they don't really have nothing for genital in the store. I will keep it real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't have nothing. Everything is oral in the store. Um, okay. So when it comes to oral, you can mix up coconut oil and tea tree oil. That's a really good one. Or coconut oil, tea tree oil, and lemon balm. Or just use lemon balm by itself. But I'll tell anybody, any essential oil, you need to use a base. So that's coconut oil, that's um, olive oil, oregano oil, something like that. If you want to take supplements, you could do um, lysine, which help you boost your immune system. Black sea oil is a popular one. Also, olive um um, oregano oil is a popular one. So the biggest thing is trying to keep your immune system up and making sure, you know, your immune system is good so now it can just keep the virus at bay. But the tea tree oil, the um, coconut oil, and also lemon balm, those are great things you can apply. Great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love natural remedies. I'm all about the natural. That is great. Um, mm -hmm. So as we know, you're a coach and you're, you're man, you're excellent. Uh, Thank you. Motivating, inspiring, and definitely um, able to get anybody through a situation like this. So I just want to ask you, um, during your sessions, what can individuals expect from you? But based on this interview, we know you keep it 100, so we Listen, know that off the top. That, so that, <laughs> what can they that's expect? That's the biggest thing. I okay. The thing they can get from me is education. Okay. They can support that they typically will not get on a regular. Cause I'm gonna dig in. I'm gonna dig into your drama. I, I have an ability to pull out people's trauma. So I'm like, come on, pull it out. You're crying. I deal with so many people crying on the phone because it's oh, their yeah. first time ever talking. So I make them feel comfortable. I'm very, very relatable um, for my clients, and I take my time. I'm patient with you. I don't want you to feel like you have to rush through the conversation. I have some people who they cry majority of the time, and I say it's okay. Let's just take some time and just cry it out. Yeah. Sometimes, like, girl, you gonna make me bust him. Like, give me his number. I'm gonna hurt him. <laughs> he tripping. <laughs> so I keep it real. I'm like the home girl. Like, most of my clients call me their best friend. Like, it's like you're the best friend I never had. I can see that, and I can see that. Yeah, because your energy and spirit is just so lively. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Yes. Yes. It's magnetic. It. It's great. This has Aww. been a great, great interview. Thank you for. You dropped so much knowledge in this interview. I mean, you dropped some knowledge and it's going to be great for our audience to bring this to the forefront and to learn about this this subject because it's such a stigma attached. Mm -hmm. So it, we have to get this knowledge out here. Thank but, you, uh, Oh, you are so welcome. 
But since this was a heavy topic, but you made it very um, light. Yes, you made it very light. <laughs> we like to end with some rapid questions just okay. to let our audience know a little bit more about you. Um, so the first question that I have is texting or talking. What do you, which one do you prefer? Talking. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. So I'm with you on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's gonna take too long. Yeah. I'm gonna do the voice thing. I'm gonna start talking to you. Do voice. I do that with my clients. All oh time. yeah. A lot I, of what, people do that wait. now. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my question is, what is the last song you listened to? What last song? I listened to a gospel song. I was listening to gospel today, so I have no clue what the last song was. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and the last question is, who is your celebrity crush? They married now, girl. They don't even care. About <laughs> <laughs> I got a girlfriend, girl. I don't mess with men who got relationships now, girl. I can't like you. <laughs> right. Oh. Can't even look at him no more. Love nah, it. girl. I'm that type Love of girl. If you got a girl, I don't look. You ain't even cute no more. <laughs> no, not of interest. Like, I lose interest. Ain't no point of having no interest when you're not available. Yeah, true that. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any. I don't. Well, this wraps up our show for tonight. Please subscribe to our podcast on Everyone's Lips. That's with an apostrophe S on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and all other platforms that you may consume podcasts. Please give us a rating. Five-star ratings are very much appreciated, but all honest feedback is welcome. You can email us at contactoelpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media. Our Instagram is OEL Show, and our Facebook is On Everyone's Lips. Again, that's with an apostrophe S. Um, you can also contact our feedback hotline at 571-206-8292. There you can give us feedback on our shows. You can give us um, show ideas, and you can also do so on our email as well. Um, give your feedback or give us any show ideas as well. And you can also go to our website at oelshow.com. Great. Uh, Belize, can you give us uh, your social media outlets? Absolutely. So my Instagram is Coach Belize. Um, my YouTube, uh, literally just go to my Instagram. It is everything there. <laughs> but my okay. website is www.stdlifecoach.com. And that Instagram is Coach Belize. I'll pop up. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much, Belisa. It was definitely so nice speaking with you. I, I definitely enjoy your energy. Yes, your energy is everything. Magnetic. And I'm going to say the one, uh, the main thing that I'm taking away and I'm leaving our audience with is take your health in your own control. You're in control of your health. And ask these questions when you're, you know, going to the doctor. Make sure you know what's going on with you. You know, yes. that's, it's important. And, and, you know, don't be afraid to ask. You know, that's how you find Unless out. And let's destigmatize herpes like her shirt says. Yes. <laughs> Y'all yes. can't see it, but she right. has this shirt on. So I definitely like that. I like that sweat. <laughs> breaking down the stigmas. That's what OEL is about. Yes. Yep. So thank you, Belize. Uh, we, we've enjoyed you. We've enjoyed the conversation. Until we meet again, live well, laugh often, and love much. Good night. Good night.